This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. Mark Noop is a London-based pianist, conductor, producer and record label manager. His collaboration with the fellow Australian composer Matthew Shlomovitz dates back almost 20 years. And Shlomovitz has written several solo works for Mark, where the acoustic piano is extended with a digital sampler and extra musical sounds. With the recent piece, Explorations in Polytonality and Other Musical Wonders, Volume 1, Shlomovitz exhibits a renewed interest for composing within a more classical idiom of harmony and melody, albeit with his ever-present signature of inquiry, silliness and play. My name is Mark Knoop. Uh, I'm Australian. I grew up in uh, Tasmania and I studied in Melbourne. And I moved to London uh, in 2000. Uh, I'm a pianist and a conductor. Um, that's more or less how I think of myself as a musician. In the middle of last year, uh, Matthew um, called me one day and said, look, I've, I've really got into uh, polytonality and we talked a little bit about polytonality and, and various composers like uh, Mio, um, who experiment, you know, developed a lot of polytonal techniques. Um, 
And he says, I, you know, I'm thinking of writing some piano pieces. Um, would you be interested? And I said, for sure, yeah. So uh, he, he sent me some scores or some you know, works in progress and we, we had a bit of back and forth over them and uh, made some changes and, and did quite a lot of collaborative editing on them and um, ended up with uh, seven pieces, um, which form this kind of little suite called Explorations in Polytonality and Other Musical Wonders, Volume 1. And each of these seven pieces takes uh, as its starting point a different musical idea or different musical concept. The first piece, Paolo Nancaro, um, perhaps has the least kind of musically explicit title and the more kind of um, conceptual title. Um, and I th- I'm not sure whether it came about because when Matthew sent uh, the first draft of that to me, um, I said, oh, this one's quite like Nancaro. Conlon Nancaro was an American composer who, who lived quite a lot of his time in Mexico. And he was fascinated with player pianos and would would write these extremely complex um, canons and, and uh, pieces which worked uh, with complex rhythms. But also he, he kind of had this characteristic harmonic style of, of working a lot around triadic um, harmony and so there are I think there are five layers in this piece um, of uh, tonalities and rhythms all kind of working against each other or together with with each other in different ways one of the things I really like about uh, Paolo Nancaro is is its sense of playfulness and and the way um, it kind of sets up this uh, this feel for the set playing with different um, musical textures and ideas, um, and there's a there's a kind of virtuosity about the piano writing as well. It's uh, there's lots of quite uh, distant leaps around the piano, uh, landing on on little melodies up in the very very high register. Uh, then in the middle section, um, there's a there's a a play of in the rhythm between triplets and quintuplets, which has this kind of off-putting sense of not quite knowing where the downbeat is ever. We, we wondered a little bit about the end of this piece and Matthew had a few ideas and, and then he called me one day and said, I've got the you know perfect idea of the way to end this piece. Uh, and, um, and he sent two different versions of this ending with a, a walking bass line. Um, uh, and the, the one with lots of kind of rhythmic com- complexity, which turned out to be extremely hard to get into my head and into my fingers, um, was the one we ended up with. So we worked on the pieces together um, by Matthew generally just sending me a first draft of his uh, ideas. And um, sometimes he had suggestions or questions about whether certain types of material were playable or what, what they um, would sound like. And um, and we we made a couple of changes there. Perhaps some of the uh, some of the material he wrote was extremely difficult, and um, some of it we decided perhaps uh, was not as rewarding as <laughs> in in real life as it could have been. I recorded the piece in my studio, which I have in in my back garden. It's not a very big room, but it's it's got a grand piano, and um, it's got I have a, a studio set up in there. Uh, I used four microphones, uh, two close pairs and a room pair. And I recorded each piece more or less um, in in one session. Uh, So I would record a few takes of each piece, um, then walk across the room, uh, quickly do any edits on those, 
um, straight away, see if there were any little sections I needed to cover and, and just go and do that more or less at the same time. So after I'd completed uh, the edit, I sent that to Matthew and, and we uh, had, uh, had a listen together. And then over the, and I actually put it aside for a couple of weeks just to get some distance from it and then started uh, mixing and, and, and working, working out the sound uh, together with my friend and colleague, Newton Armstrong, who had a number of really good suggestions as to how to uh, make the sound, improve the sound from something which was recorded in a small room to make it uh, feel a bit more like a, um, a, a piano that was recorded in a concert hall. So the, uh, the seventh uh, piece of the set is called Variations in Octaves. And Matthew had this idea to obviously to write a, a, a set of variations. But unlike most variations, it, you know, it, it's particularly about uh, this interval of the octave and um, the way the theme can set up a lot of different textures uh, around that. So it's more more of a theme as a texture rather than a theme as a melody. This actually went through quite a lot of different stages. There was one one variation which I, I decided that really wasn't playable, um, and, and so um, so Matthew came up with with a uh, with another one which I think actually turned out to be one of my favourite. Uh, uh, variations, which is actually number three, o- often have only you know fifteen, twenty, thirty seconds to really set up a character of something. Um, and in a you know a movement like this, which is variations, they're all very short, uh, and you really have to kind of put a stamp on that right from the first sound, uh, and find a way to to make that character really. Uh, speak very early on. The first variation after the theme has this uh, kind of elaboration idea of adding trills and and grace notes and uh, little twiddles in kind of like a baroque uh, fantasy type of way. Then the second variation is is quite light and airy and jumps all over the piano in a a 5-8 kind of uh, lopsided meter. In the third variation Things become grander and, and more spread out, uh, which culminates in these big spread octave uh, chords up and down the piano. This then dissolves into a kind of um, taking a part of the theme, putting little parts of it in different places and different articulations, kind of sub- subtracting to create something new. Then there's a, a, a wild and furious um, Beethovenian type of uh, expansion and then we come back to the original theme and a, a tiny little coda at the end. Well, I think that's what I like I, that's what I like about Matthew's music in general but also in these pieces that you know that they, they have that um, that level of silliness the sense that the music is unashamed of doing what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. 